welcome to this episode of Mom Talk. We have Kayla Sykes on here with us today. Thank you for being here. Of course. Thanks for having me. Um, I want to call you Kayla Mayfield because <laughs> that's how long I've known if you. You know, you know. The, yeah. You know, yes. Back I, in the day. You know, people still call me that, so. I mean, you can't break it, break that habit sometimes. No. <laughs> but um, you were my cousin Jessica's age, right? You yes. were the same age? Okay, yes. So we grew up together. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I know your husband mm-hmm. through you obviously but then his brother yes Josh is yes. how I met him uh-huh so yep. how did you and Joey meet we met okay it's been forever oh my gosh yeah like <laughs> eight, what 2006 when was that well, 18 like, years or something like a million years 17 ago. I don't know I don't math well but yeah it's been a while um I actually met him through where I used to work when I was just a little 18 year old mm-hmm. and we connected there and that's just how, what happened the rest is history the rest yeah. is history really <laughs> like I had a co-worker who her boyfriend at the time grew up with Joey and they had somehow seen each other there and anyways I guess Joey was like you need to go ask her for a phone number for me yeah he's probably killing me if I say this but <laughs> you know the, rom- the romanticism with him right is there but um yeah and that was that was really it Okay. Yeah. How long were y'all married before you knew you were going to have kids? Or did y'all, y'all knew? We knew we were going to have kids, but since I, I was a lot younger, I'm like five years younger than him. Mm-hmm. And so when we got married, I was like early twenties. Okay. And for me personally, I wanted to wait a while. Did you have an age in mind or just you needed a minute? I just needed a minute. Okay. Just needed a minute. I was not in a rush. Um, and he knew that going into the the marriage too because he's five years older than me so we just waited you know and finally I got to a point where I was like okay I think it's time I mean I know that's not how it happens for everyone but I just kind of felt that nudge and that's just how it really happened okay was it easy for y'all to get pregnant so I had actually been on birth control for like I don't know nine years or something at that point so I went ahead and got off of it because I was thinking okay it may take a little while you know whatever and three months later, we actually found out that I was pregnant. And then a couple weeks later, when I went to the doctor, I found out that I lost the baby. Mm-hmm. So it really didn't hit me until I had to go in to have the procedure, the DNC procedure done. And I was like, wow, like this is, this is, you know, serious. This yeah. is actually happening. I felt like I was just very like numb to the whole thing. And I also kind of, I'm just such a chill person by nature. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, maybe I'm just, you know, this is just how it is. But I, it hit me that day. And I was like, okay. So we waited a little while, started trying around the same time um, that, that, well, I guess, that year, like in the fall. And then three months later, almost a year to the date, found out I was pregnant, not with just one, but with two babies. And so I like to say that's like a little God wink. Uh, you yeah. Know what I'm saying? Just saying like, 100%. hey. It's not, it, it wasn't, you know, this is your, almost like a second chance at having your first baby again. Right. In a sense. I don't right. know. Right. You but. didn't give that opportunity with the first one. Right. So, mm-hmm. doubled it up on the second one. Yes. And are they identical? They're identical. Wow. Copy and paste. Identical twin boys. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> they are so cute. Oh, yeah. I see them getting out at Car Circle and mm-hmm. I just cannot take it. They are yeah. so cute. Thank you. You have them so stylish. <laughs> They enjoy it too. They like to dress themselves. It's it's funny. So cute. Yeah. So when Thanks. you found out there were two babies and mm-hmm. not just one, did you freak or were you excited? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So like I said, it was a year to the date, you know, yeah. and so I had my husband go with me that time to that appointment. So she 
doing the ultrasound, I actually went down to Nashville, and I know everywhere is different, but I actually had an ultrasound right off the bat, and she was like, okay, well, here's here's number one, and I said, excuse me? I was like, I, in true Kayla fashion, I was like, oh, like, this is like a different angle she's about to show me, like, mm-hmm. it, I don't know. She's like, no, there's there's two heartbeats, and I look over at Joey, I grab his hand, I said, what did you do to me? <laughs> What did you do to me? And I immediately saw, like, dollar signs out the window. It was, like, not, you know, how you would probably expect someone to react. But no, that's I was how just... I would react. And she's super casual about it, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. I need a drum roll for what you're about to tell <laughs> Right. Me. She said, here's number one. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was just like, um, okay, so two. Because I never in my wildest dreams thought I would ever have twins, but I always used to want to have twins. Isn't that a thing? Like, you think it would be so cool I to think have it's twins? A thing. I blame Mary Kate Nashville. Uh, I was obsessed. So yes, right. yes, <laughs> that is so the obsession right. with twins. Yes, it's Mary Kate Nashville. But I had the I had the vision of, oh, I'll have a boy and a girl. Okay. You know, kill two birds with one stone here. Yeah. No, you know, had the boys, and I have to say, I'm going to be very honest here. I was a little a little part of me. <laughs> died inside when I found out I was having boys because I grew up with sisters right and girly girl we danced we did all that stuff and I was like what do I do with boys what am I gonna do with this thing yeah what do I do and in your head you were gonna have one of each exactly yeah yeah so so you got naturally pregnant Mm -hmm. with twins yes so where'd they come from (laughs) anybody have them in your family it's a great question Well, one thing I learned or I've heard is that identical twins are kind of like a fluke, kind of just like pure luck, and it's not necessarily like a genetic thing. Okay. I um, had no idea. So I have more to the story because mm-hmm. my, I will say, both sides of my family have multiple sets of twins, like down the line. I was like, well, where was this? Didn't mm-hmm. really kn- know about this, but um, it didn't matter, I found out, because it was like this was just one of like those lucky things because most twins are fraternal so my cousin who I grew up very close with she's like a year and a half younger than me she ended up getting pregnant with twin boys they're fraternal and they're three the boys are seven right now so they're uh, three and so she gets more of the like it came more from the genetics with her pregnancy that is also fascinating to me it is. It is very fascinating, and it's fascinating, like, watching them, like, interact and how, like, they're so loving and just, they play hard, but they love hard. It's just, like, the bond there is really special. Yeah, because I know it's you're like close what, with your sisters, mm-hmm. but then a twin. Yeah, exactly. So it is, like, what you hear about, like, the twin bond mm-hmm. is real. I always ask them, like, do y'all think it's weird you look like each other? Do you ever look at each other and think... <laughs> You know, and they're like, no. It's just their It's all we've ever known. Yeah, it's all we've ever known. Yeah, so Do you feel like they can really feel what the other one's feeling? I think so. And I think we'll Mm -hmm. really learn more as they get older. Mm -hmm. But, for example, you know, Zach has had strep the last few weeks. And so when I've had to take him, you know, the doctor or whatever, you know, Parker gets really emotional and, you know, worried about him and stuff like that, too. So I can just tell that he, they just feel each other's, I don't know, emotions, I guess. Yeah. That is so sweet. Yeah. A built-in best friend, really. uh, Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how was your pregnancy being pregnant with twins? (sighs) Well, I was not one of the... (laughs) I hear a sigh. (laughs) I'm like, you're one of me. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan loved pregnancy. Yeah. See, I didn't. I I mean, I I don't want to say, like... 
I despised it, but I'm like, I don't, I don't see how women enjoy this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but I will say, um, so basically, I didn't want to tell anyone until I was out of the first trimester. It was just personal preference. Mm-hmm. And once I was out of the first trimester, or actually during that whole first trimester, up until about halfway, well, maybe like, a, I don't know, 16, 17 weeks, nausea every single day. And it was to the point where, like, I couldn't throw up. And I'm like, if I just could throw up, I, I would, would feel, feel better. better. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just nauseous. And so I don't know how my coworkers back then didn't pick up on me constantly eating, like, saltines or, you know, chewing, like, sucking on mints mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. But no one really paid attention, I guess. <laughs> but I could never just, you know, let it out. It was right. just constant nausea. And I almost had to go to the hospital a couple times just for fluids. Wow. Because I couldn't, like, I couldn't even keep water down. Yeah. That's terrible. Did it ever mm-hmm. ease up? It did, finally. Okay. Um, I think it was around 18 weeks or so is when it finally kind of chilled out, which was so nice. And then, yeah, next thing I knew, it was, like, halfway through the pregnancy. It was right. crazy. You're speeding through. Mm-hmm. So, how did you deliver them? Was it C-section? Vaginal? Vaginal. Okay, I I just always assume twins are a C-section. I did too. I I thought so too. Okay, so I'm going to hear about this. Okay, let's talk about it. So basically, my doctor had just sat or asked me, she was like, you know, if baby A is head down, I don't know the proper terminology, and I've been a mom for seven years. Head down sounds right. Head down, you know, I don't don't know. But um, if, if baby A is head down and baby B is like head down or even sideways, you know, how do you feel about giving birth, you know, vaginally? And I was like, let's do it. My body's meant to do this. Like, I'm fine with that. Because I didn't realize how much of a recovery process it was for someone that had a C-section until I was pregnant and, like, hearing things. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you would think the opposite, but then it's like, no. (laughs) I get it. Your body is actually meant, you know, to do it. And so... Anyways, um, I was like, yeah, we'll do that. And so that's, it worked out. Zach and Parker were ready to go. Oh my gosh. So you went into labor, did your water break? Like, So I actually got induced. Okay. And this is a kind of a choice thing because she, she had asked me, she was like, you know, when you get to, if, if you get to 36 weeks, which hopefully you do, because with twins, you know, we know it's so different. And so she was like, how do you feel about getting induced? you know, totally up to you, but if you're still measuring great or still doing well and babies are still doing well, like, you know, you could go if you wanted to. And I was like, I am totally down for that. Like I was not opposed. And so we just kept going. And I remember at one point, I think it was like the 34th week, that appointment, because I I eventually like I had to go every week a lot earlier than most and have an ultrasound every single week. And so I think it was the 34th week where we went in and she, the ultrasound tech, was trying to say that Parker, which is baby A, was there, didn't seem to be like growing much or something. And it ended up being like the way she was reading it or something. Everything was fine with Parker because I had to go back down to Nashville the next day to have another one done. It was so frustrating. But at that point, we thought they have to give birth sooner. Mm-hmm. And it ended up not being the case. Thank goodness. So we kept going. And so I scheduled it for, it was like 36, the 36 week that first day. And it honestly ended up being a blessing in disguise because when I went in, I remember those last two weeks, I worked up until that, 
that last day, that Friday, and I went in that next day to get induced. And I remember I was wearing, I worked at a financial institution here in town, and, you know, I didn't care. I had, like, pool flip-flops on, <laughs> a maxi dress. Y'all, it was August, okay? Oh, yeah. And so I just didn't care, but I had started to feel more swelling and things like that. And so when I went in, the lady had taken my blood pressure after they were trying to, like, you know, stab me with whatever mm-hmm. Pitocin stuff. And she's like, have you ever had any blood pressure issues? And I said, not not until this point, I guess. I guess my blood pressure was high. And I was like, well, no wonder. Like, I'm getting ready to do the thing, mm-hmm. you know? So anyways, again, I didn't stress over it. Joey was more stressed about it than I was. I was going to say, you're super chill. <laughs> but, but what is he doing? He, Joey, to me, was the mother hen of it all. Like, he did the nesting. I didn't really do much of that. I'm telling you. And it's still funny because it's still kind of like that now. But so, anyways, it took them forever to find, like, to be able to, like, you know, get the IV going because I was so puffy. Mm-hmm. And then same with the, like, I ended up having the epidural. I did go that route. I waited as long as I possibly could. I was not going in there with, like, we're doing this natural. Wow. Kudos to the mamas that do that. Yeah. That was not me. And I mean, kudos to you for even trying to push all twins. Yeah. Even with an epidural. <laughs> I know, right? We both had C-sections. I've never oh. been in labor or anything. Okay. They were both planned. So I'm like, kudos to you for doing all of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks. But, I, you know, even so, like, I didn't really, I guess, officially, like, go into labor just because of being, I mean, well, I did. But, like, I didn't experience the whole, my I'm water broke. Home. My water broke. I, you know, any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I... Got the epidural, and then I think within just, like, a couple of hours, like, I went from whatever centimeter to where I needed to be, and she was like, all right, let's go, and I was like, okay, we're doing this, but I remember when they gave me the epidural, like, the whole, like, right side of my body, I couldn't feel much of it, and that really had me freaking out. Yeah. But yeah, that was probably, like, the only, like, true freak out moment I had was when I couldn't feel, like, part of my body. (laughs) I mean, that's the wildest. It really is. Did one side work more than the other? Yes, yes. So could you feel on your left or still couldn't, but... I couldn't feel anything. It was just more so, like, my right side was so numb that, like, Mm. I had Joey, like, because I was trying to, like, roll over, like, while I was laying there just waiting. And so Joey had to help me, like, roll over. Yes, physically move. It was, it was, yeah. Could you feel yourself pushing with that epidural? Kind of. <laughs> I felt like, am I pushing? I don't know if I am or not. I know. I'm just like, and you know, when they finally said, well, just, you know, pretend like you're yes. going to the bathroom. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I can do that. I know what that's like. I know what that's like. But either way, I still, I still had to deliver in the OR just in case they had to do the, you know, any like emergency C-section or anything like that. Mm. But basically I, you know, went in there 30 minutes later. Dang. Two quick babies. Too. Yeah. Very blessed because in between Parker and Zach, so they're two minutes apart. Okay. Wow, that was fast. You got no recovery time. (laughs) No, I was like, let's go, you know. But in between that, Zach did have some issues with, like, the cord wrapped around his neck. But thankfully, because he was head down, like, I was able just to push him on out and everything was good. And, yeah. So just really a champ. You are. That's like <laughs> well, thanks. awesome, especially for twins. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I know. Every time a nurse would a nurse would come in, they'd, they'd be looking for my scar, and they were like, "Did you deliver him vaginally?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm out here killing it. <laughs> Give me an award, yes. <laughs> right?" But yeah, so they were. Parker was five pounds six ounces, and Zach was five pounds eleven. Okay. So if they would have kept, 
I mean, they probably could have They were great sizes. They were great sizes. They could have probably stayed in another week, and that was the thing. So when we got home a couple days later, Joey had me check my blood pressure at home because my knees, when I had them, like, propped up, it Mm -hmm. looked like I had pancakes for knees. And I just knew, I was like, something's not right here. Mm -hmm. And so I checked my blood pressure a few times, and it was high. And so I ended up having to get readmitted back into St. Thomas in Nashville. And I was there for three days. And what was going on? Just the blood I, pressure? I had um, pre or eclampsia. Oh, so it's after the fact. After the okay. fact, yeah. So to me, that's why I said um, a little bit ago, like it was almost like a blessing in disguise to have the induction because if I would have gone any longer, I mean, it could have turned into something oh, for right. sure. more serious. So yeah, I was there and I was, you know, you just have a baby. You're going through the notions, you're going through like, your emotional. The emotions and everything. And I was like, I'm not even with my children right now. Like, right. what? This is so That's hard. hard. So hard. Did that take a toll on you? It did. It really did. And I remember they said that, you know, Joey can bring the boys down here if they want to stay the night with you or whatever. So Friday, so that was on a Wednesday. Friday, he comes down there around like 5 o'clock in the afternoon and right when they walked in the door, I had someone, like, checking my blood pressure. They walked in the door. He had the two car seats. Oh, my gosh. First normal reading I had that you entire time. You needed your time. babies. I needed the babies. Of yeah. course you yeah. did. Yeah. I was chill. I was like, <sighs> okay, I know. And so I got, they stayed, was able to leave the next morning. Oh, my gosh. You know, I have, okay, there was this Netflix documentary called Babies, and it talks about just it's a very, like, statistical, informational show on Netflix, mm-hmm. but it talks about things like that, like how the mom and the baby, like, rely on each other so much postpartum. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just the baby needs you, but, like, you need the baby. Right. It's And that proves that. It does. It really does. It, it was just, it was a wild experience, wow. for sure. So, with newborn twins. Yeah. <laughs> well, that sounds challenging. <laughs> We took a poll of some twin questions. Yeah. And that oh, really? was one of the most asked. <laughs> okay. So. Okay. Questions. So, how many minutes apart did you say? They were two, two? minutes. Two? That's mm-hmm. quick. Okay. I really want to know. Can you, t- could you tell them apart at the beginning? Like for real newborn? Yes. Okay. So it's interesting because in the beginning I was like, of course this is Parker. Of course this is Zach. Like Parker had more hair in the beginning, like dark fluffy hair okay and then Zach didn't really have as much hair and one of I think Parker's face was more round I think one of the two he had a few mm-hmm. extra ounces on him <laughs> either way yeah so I could tell I was like oh yeah but then like as I go through time hop every day I'm like <laughs> how did we tell them apart because I was like I was for sure we were gonna like over medicate one or oh, right you know yeah. do something and no I mean we just I feel like I would need onesies with their name on them. Yes. And or like paint their nail or something. Yes. <laughs> we did different things. Yeah. Well, which was, what was nice is, so when, I guess everyone deals with it or has this, they get the little cap when they leave. Oh, yeah. And they write A and then B on the other one. Yes. <laughs> so that helps. We use them for a little while. Yeah. Um, but I will say, and this may be a question coming up, we did get them mixed up. It was around like five months. 
And I was like thinking, I was holding Parker the whole time and I had Zach. And then the next day, Joey did the same thing. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I've got Zach. And I said, no, you've got Parker. <laughs> Zach's the one so that So it does happen. So yes. it can happen to parents. It does. Okay. It still does. But in the hospital <laughs> immediately, you could tell them apart. Yes. 100%. Because I really think back to when I had my kids and I'm like, if you had brought me another baby, another in. baby, I would not have known. Maybe because it was a C-section, I didn't see you immediately. Yeah. But like I, I Remy may or may not be mine. She's got blonde hair and blue eyes. I don't know. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It is. Yeah. So good for you. Yeah. You had two of the exact same baby, and you knew. We were very, and I think too, what helped is. So I'm. We talk about me being a very chill person, but I can be very like anal when it comes to a routine. And yeah. so from day one in the hospital routine yeah like that's what we were doing and so and, and this is a thing too it's like you always hear don't wake a sleeping baby I'm all for that but when you got two and one's being one's being fed you have to you have to get the other one up after you're done feeding that one because if not that's all you're going to be doing all day long okay yeah that's what I was going to ask you were they on the same schedule yes uh, I mean but by your doing not their own right yeah yeah right. because when would you ever ever get to sleep if you're just constantly yeah back and forth back and forth yeah and and joey was has always been great with you know helping with them and stuff like that but it was just like because i was pumping i didn't i didn't breastfeed or anything we attempted it but i just i wasn't stressing myself out over it and quite honestly from day one we were supplementing already with with formula um so they got the colostrum they got like the good stuff so i pumped for about eight weeks but i remember sitting there like pumping and I was like, okay, now I gotta, I gotta feed one. So I'm gonna feed one, put the other, put put him down, get the other one and feed him, put him down, and then pump like 15 minutes later. And I was like, no, no, <laughs> not We're doing done. this. Uh, this is this is great. This is cute. Just not doing it. But honestly, I like I said, I really wasn't producing like a whole lot. So it was like I was pumping. They were getting probably maybe half of the of my milk and half of formula. And I just knew, because I was going back to work, that was eight weeks. So at 12 weeks is when I was going back to work. Okay. Did Joey have time off with you? He did. He had two weeks. Okay. How did you feel after that two weeks? Like, somebody helped me? Or I'm I was good. just like, I'm never leaving the house. Yeah, I how could you? I, I just, I was not someone who wanted to, it was very daunting for me and overwhelming to think, okay, I gotta get these two car seats. And the car seats are heavy by themselves, uh-huh. let alone with babies in them. And I'm just like, I just don't want to do this. Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so thankfully, you know, that was right around the time, like, Kroger started doing pickup orders and things like that. So that was helpful. But even so, Joey would get home from work and I would, like, go do something. Or I would mm-hmm. go, you know, go to the grocery store instead or mm-hmm. whatever. So, but I didn't get out with him very much because it was just... I cannot blame you. I don't left the house till my kids were four or five. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I just now started taking my kids places and they're three and four. I was going to say, how, so they're three and four. Yeah. Yeah, they're 17 months apart, and uh-huh. I did not want to load. It was very different than twins, but I still didn't want to load two it's car still seats, challenging. diaper bags. Because one is usually, because I think about that with someone who has, like, a toddler and a baby. Right. It's like you've got one that, like, you know, that toddler stage. Can dart off in the road exactly. if they wanted to. Exactly, and it's like you can't really do much with, you know, it, it's challenging. No matter what. Yeah. 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 Did you ever compare their milestones? Like, he's doing this versus he's not doing this yet. Or did they stay on track? Honestly, with each other? 
They really stayed on track. Mm -hmm. Zach did, was the one that started walking mm -hmm. before Parker, but, and Zach was the youngest, the youngest, quote unquote, <laughs> you know, two years younger. Um, but we didn't, like, compare him or anything. He, he eventually started, like, walking and stuff and picking up on his brother and everything. Um, so they stayed pretty yes, similar. They did, yeah. How are, like, now that they're a little bit older, mm -hmm. like, how are their activities? Do they like the same thing? Do they want to do different stuff? They they like the same thing. They're very much into sports. They mm -hmm. love their baseball. They love football. I mean, they're little athletes. Mm -hmm. What I've noticed between the two is Parker is very much, he loves, he loves sports and loves drawing and coloring and things. Zach loves sports. But he's very much into, and he likes coloring, but he's very much into building, like, mm -hmm. Lego. Like, he, he's really great at, like, building, like, elaborate Lego houses and things like that. Like, you can tell he's just... Mechanically inclined. Yes, yeah. yes. I'm like, he may be an engineer one day. Yes. Who knows? Just how he is. And he's, they're both very smart, but, like, Zach, it just, it seems to kind of come natural for him with, like, math and science and stuff. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, I mean... They're similar. They're very similar. Are they, how does the school thing work? Were they in the same class in kindergarten? I've heard no. that's a thing with twins. So the way it works where they go is they just, I guess I could have requested them to be, but basically I got the calls from two different teachers. Yeah. And that's just how it was. But I was okay with that because in pre-K, when they were going to pre-K, they were in separate classes anyways. Oh, okay. So, they had been in separate classes since they were, like, three, because they were in the same class, and then, I guess, one day, they decided to, like, wrestle in the middle of the, the room. Yeah, of course. And no one understand. you know, all the kids, they don't get it. They're like, oh, let's dogpile. Like, yeah. they don't get their brothers, and that's just what brothers do. Um, and so, I remember getting the call, just asking, like, you know, what do you think about maybe having them in two separate classes, just to kind of see, and I was like, I'm down for it. They need to you know, kind of spread their wings and get to know other people and do things on their own. And they would come back together during, like, playtime and things like that. Um, so they've always been used to being separate. So they're separate. fine with that. Yes. They're not, like, sad that they're in separate classes. No, no. So it would just be, like, luck of the draw if they got put in the same class at this point. Yes. Okay. They probably wouldn't, though. Okay. I could see, I could see them not getting... Unless they're, well, I guess when they're, like, middle school or high school. But I think with elementary, I, I don't know if they'll ever get put in the same class or not. Okay. Yeah. I really wanted to know about that. I've heard some people that do request yes. to, yes. like, ease in. But it sounds like your boys are good. Yeah. Transition and, well. And I feel like because they were, they never really were in the same class. And, and I mean, when they were babies, they were. But, yeah. you know, they had been used to it. So it worked out really well. Okay. It is a little challenging, though, <laughs> when they have, like, like kindergarten they had like a field trip and thankfully mm -hmm. they went out on the same day and so I was like with one class for a little it was like a pumpkin patch situation mm -hmm. so anything crazy but it was like I was with one for a little bit ran over and like went to the other one so that 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 little that little stuff is kind of you know challenging yeah, but that's true you just do what you can yes okay so I want you to tell us how you decided to leave your was it a bank job is that what yes. you call it mm -hmm. how did what did how did you decide all this for to where you've gotten now? So I had worked in the I'd worked at a credit union here in town uh, for almost twelve years, and the last seven of those years I was in the training and development department, and I loved it. So like that's one thing like I'm very 
I want to make sure people understand, like, I didn't hate my job. I wouldn't try, and I, and I don't want anyone to feel like they ever have to, like, hate their job to, like, do something else. Right, it's just like, like I, change. Yeah, I just felt it really changed when I had the boys. Mm-hmm. Because I swore up and down I would never be a stay-at-home mom or anything like that. And really deep down, I just kind of felt like it was because we've always been used to two incomes. You know what I mean? And, like, a certain lifestyle and things like that. And... I just was like, there's just no possible way, you know, how would we be able to do that? And then um, I remember having the boys and I got to a point, and I will say this, kind of going back in like their early days of life, I didn't feel that initial bond with them. We've talked about that a little I bit I did before. not either. It's, it's, not, son. it's not like the movies. No. Where people are like, oh my gosh, it was instant. I did not cry when they came out. Like, no. They were C-sections, they were surgically removed, first of all. I didn't know if that was my reason. But I cried with my daughter, but the only uh-huh. reason I cried is because I was so thankful I knew she was my last, and I was yeah. like, thank God I never have to do this again. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was tears of relief that right. I was done. You were done. So, yeah, no, the bond came probably, honestly, like, I swear it was when he was, like, three months old. Yeah. It's... I was in a cloud for a while. Okay. I'm glad we're talking about this, because mm-hmm. I, again, I go back to, like, oh, maybe I'm just too chill of a person. And that's why I'm not feeling these these emotions. And I was just like, I don't feel any kind of bond with my kids. Like, it, it was almost like it was so routine that, like, you were just going through the notions. Yes. I mean, you, you know? had to, to survive, especially those first couple weeks and months. Yeah. And I feel, too, like, I never, mm. like, ever, like, rocked them to sleep or anything because it was like, well, once... One's asleep, like I gotta tend to the other way. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, and and I obviously, if I could go back and do things differently, I would have made sure to like make more time for that kind of stuff. But so it was like I didn't like cuddle with them a whole lot because it was just like I don't know, you know, having two at once is just. I mean, that's a it's lot. just challenging. But so I didn't feel this bond, and so I got to a point where I went back to work, and I loved it. I was enjoying getting back out and you know feeling like myself again, and then. I, probably a couple months after I went back to work is when I really started thinking like, okay, I kind of want to do something for myself outside of motherhood, outside of my career. And that's when I really was looking into um, the network marketing side of things and social media, all that was like really starting to blow up then. And I was like, Hey, if I can bring in an extra stream of income to pay for formula and diapers for two kids, why not? And so I ended up getting into that. I was a health and fitness coach, loved it. And um, I got to a point about a year later where I kept seeing on Instagram, I guess it was like, I hate to be like kind of morbid, but we're going to get into it, like Mm -hmm. Infant Loss Awareness Month. I kept Mm -hmm. seeing like stuff like that popping up on my page. And the reason I bring that up is because I had realized, I was like, I have not one but two healthy babies. What am I doing? Like, if I, you know, and I still really wasn't feeling super connected. I was like, I don't even really feel that connected to them. I don't want to regret, you know, these early years of their lives not being able to have more flexibility. Mm -hmm. I need to do something. I got to do something different. I got to change something. So my vision, very big on vision, Mm -hmm. um, my vision grew and really changed because when I first got into my, my online business, it was more so to pay for formula and diapers. And I was like, okay. If I can, like, maybe replace my income and be able to do this full-time, like, entrepreneurship, like, let's do it. And so that was that was a year later. So two, I built my business alongside my full-time job for two years. And then finally I got to a point where I was like, all right, it's time to go. Yeah, it's time. You did it. It's time to go. And there were some things going on at the time at my job 
not with my manager or coworker specifically that I just wasn't really like aligning with and stuff. And I was just like, I, I don't know. This you is just not weren't fun. invested in no. some way. And I'm sure you guys know, like with daycare, when you see that number on the phone, it's stressful. Yeah. And it got to a point that last little bit, they were getting sick all the time. So it was like, if one was sick, I knew next week the other mm-hmm. was going to be sick. So I was stressing out more about having to ask to leave than my own children's not feeling well. Yeah. It's like I wasn't able to be fully present with worrying about them and taking care of them because I was so worried about... I have to call out of work. I have to call out of I'm work. I'm going to let people down. Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And like I said, like my, my manager, my co-workers, they were phenomenal. But it got to a point where like they almost, they kind of were like, okay, Kayla, like, can anyone else pick them up? And I'm like, my husband works out of town and... He's not able to come, and I'm like, I'm not going to always be able to have, like, my mom to help either. So, she's like, I'm the mom. Exactly. Right, I was going to say, even if somebody else can, when your babies are sick, you want to be exactly. with them, and they want to be with you. Right. So, I was just like, I'm done. I'm done with the corporate life, and it's just, again, perception, everything changed when I had the kids and had realizations, and I am... The bond has grown and because I remember like they used to, when I would leave when they were younger, like just to, I don't know, go to the store or go somewhere, it wouldn't bother them at all. But the last few years, they, they actually like get upset, but they're like, why do you have to leave? Yeah, where are you going? Never thought I would have that. Like that little bit, I know it's like kind of annoying in the, the, the time. It's like, I never thought I would have that with them because I didn't feel that connected to them. Mm-hmm. So. So that really worked out your whole path. It did. I did. Very so grateful. How did you grow your online business? So I grew it, gosh, primarily just sharing a journey, being me, showing up daily on stories, on Instagram stories, um, posting often, and connecting and building relationships with people. Yeah. Like relationship building is something that I've always been super passionate about. And I used to help teach that when I worked in a corporate job to. Uh, the people that worked in our branches. Just get a leg up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And now you're independent consultant. Yes. For Arbonne. For Arbonne, yes. Okay. So yeah. when did you start that? I started that two years ago. Okay. I had mentioned, you know, I was a health and fitness coach for a while. And really, I just got to a point where I just really felt out of alignment with that business style, that model. Mm-hmm. And I I wasn't enjoying it anymore and really just felt pulled to, to do something else. But not necessarily go back to a nine to five because I had been out of it for a few years. Yeah. So I was like, I don't want to do that. No going back. So I'd always been what I call like Arbon Curious for about a year and in 2021. And I kept, you know, seeing more people that I knew pivoting and doing the same thing from our old company. And I finally was just like, okay, I felt a lot of signs. I'd prayed on it for a while just to see like, you know, what do I need to do? Just finally dove in and... Just, I love it. That's Absolutely so love it. Mm-hmm. And you have a good support system. Like, y'all yes. are friends. And yes. You get to travel. Mm-hmm. I'm it. actually leaving this Thursday for a, a retreat. Yeah. Okay, so what do y'all do there? So, this week, um, so I'll, I'll be leaving Thursday. We're going to Colorado. And it's, it's like a wellness retreat. So, it's going to be a leadership type thing. And just, we're going to go on like a hike and do different things like that. Neat. So fun. I know. I love it. I love traveling too. So that is a big perk of right <laughs> this gig. Yeah. yeah. And Joey's good with the boys while you're gone. 
Yeah, well, that's the issue too, is he leaves for work so early, so he my kids always have to stay with either his parents or my parents. Mm. You know, they're, it's a little easier now because they are older. Okay. Yeah, and you've got family around here, so yes. that's great. It makes such a difference. Okay, is your sister on your team as yes. well? Yes. Okay, I thought so. Yes, yeah. Macy. Is, um, she, she's actually going with me this week. Oh, she earned herself a spot, so. Oh, that is so nice. Yeah, so it's fun. Okay, so tell everybody that doesn't know what Arbonne offers. So Arbonne is a, we've actually just celebrated our 44th birthday, so it's we've been around for Actually, did tried not and that. true. Yeah. yeah, tried and true. I feel like it's almost become like a household brand, just because or name, just because everyone I talk to, like even if they used it in the past or you know heard from people, like I've never heard anything negative about it, negatively mm-hmm. said about it. I remember going in high school <laughs> with my mom to like her friends like Arbon parties and like yes. you know skincare and stuff, and so it's it's grown into so much more. But basically, it's a um, health, uh, a luxury like health and wellness skincare brand. Mm-hmm. We have more of like like our products are very gut friendly. So I know gut health is a big thing these days. But mm-hmm. we like to say we were clean before clean became cool. Right. <laughs> so all of our products are very like they're held to such standards. So our ingredients are gut friendly. They're not going to cause like inflammation and things of that nature. So we range from, you know, skincare to like I had a had my fizz before I came today, my energy supplement, greens, gut health, makeup, all the things, but basically overall wellness. And so like our products, we ban like over 2000 ingredients. So if like you're very ingredient, you know, focused, oriented, mm-hmm. we've got a lot of great cleaner options for okay. different things. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. love it. So what's a day in the life of Kayla? Every day looks different. Yeah. <laughs> I am so much better when I'm on routine, I have to say, just, you know, having, like, when the kids are homesick or whatever, it's just, like... You're out of whack. It's out of whack. But, so, like, today, I took the kids to school, so I usually try to get up about an hour before they do just to have, like, some me time. Mm-hmm. I do a little ice rolling. I do, um, I drink my green drink that I have and just kind of, like, ease into the day, do some personal development. Mm-hmm. So I'll, like, read or listen to a podcast. And then when I take them to school... I'll go to the gym and then come home and get ready for the day. And then I like, I find that I am get in a more creative flow when I leave my house to mm-hmm. go work, when I go to like a coffee shop or somewhere to work. Yeah. And so I try to do that as much as I possibly can. Yeah. <laughs> but what's funny is like that used to be a part of my vision. I was like, one day I'm not going to have to come in here and clock in. I'm going to be able to like go on a Tuesday and working in a coffee you shop. Doing it. Yeah. 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 So like vision vision is like so important. But yeah, so I'll do that, you know, go work or if I have an appointment or something, like I'll I just schedule it. And, yeah. But I do a lot of, you know, I'm on social media a lot, so I'm creating content. I am connecting, you know, loving on people, mm-hmm. you know, watch people's stories and just interacting and that kind of thing, checking in on my clients and consultants and stuff. Okay. Then I pick up the kids. Yes, I love that day. I mean, it sounds great to me. Yeah. (laughs) So we started manifesting vision boards, things like that. Love that. I think this is kind of where this came out of when we were really thinking about everything. So where'd you get your start with that? Did you read a book or did you just have it in you to... I feel I've got to give a lot of credit to the communities I've been a part of over these last couple of years within network marketing because we're very big on personal growth personal development and vision has always been, I've always been surrounded by people that have been big on 
vision. And so I've really honed into it these last couple of years, especially because one thing a, a lot of people with within Arbon, they're very big on vision and your vision, not just being about like self-serving, but serving others. Mm-hmm. And so that has really expanded because, you know, with my role as a consultant, I my vision, a big part of my current vision, because I'm living in my original vision of right. being that Carline mama and mm-hmm. being able to be there for the boys and stuff whenever. But now it's like I've got such a broad, like a bigger vision, but it has nothing to do with me really and everything to do with the boys and Joey. Oh, yeah. So when you attach your vision to something bigger than you or someone else or someone you love, like mm-hmm. it's not as easy to just quit yeah. or to... Yeah, Stop you put that consistent. pressure on yourself. Yeah. 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 But that's really beautiful, though. Oh. Yeah, thanks. I love it. Yeah. So I didn't really, like, I've just, I've read so many books over the years, and, I mean, there's nothing particular I can think of. Yeah, I think it's just when, you know, you have the vision. I think, too, sometimes we have, like, dreams or, like, a vision that we want for our lives, but we kind of tuck it back because it seems too big or seems not possible, and it's like, it wouldn't be on your heart mm-hmm. if, if it you weren't supposed to jump in. Exactly. Right, yeah. and that saying is true who you surround yourself with, so. Ooh, yes. I fully believe that. <laughs> 100%. I, I actually posted this on my um, Instagram. It was a reel I shared. I said something along the lines of, like, if you surround yourself with, or if you surround yourself with, like, four people or five people that are not committed to growth or have goals or visions, you're going to be the six basically. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you have to be mindful of who you surround yourself with. Are they empowering you? Are they cheering you on? Even though like you may not understand what I do, you know, you're still supportive and that's what matters. Like you want people like that around you. And if I could just go back and like tell my, 20, 20 something year old self, like the friends you had before they're they may just be there for a season of life mm-hmm. and that's okay. Yeah. It's almost like the show. I don't know. I think of like friends, like the show friends, they have their core, you know, group of people, their core cast. And then, it, you know, throughout each season, there'd be like, you know, whatever, a person, a, yes. person, a girlfriend or someone, mm-hmm. but like they weren't there for the entire show. The same as for our, our lives, really, if you think about it. Like, there's going to be people that come in and out of your lives that are going to serve you for the season that you needed them the most. And then they just kind of stall out. Exactly. Okay, I want to know your word of the year this year. Transform. Ooh, I love it. Okay, how'd you pick it? So, I actually have a book <laughs> that I read, um, or I read every year. Um, it's called One Word. It's just a very short read. It's really, it's just really, like, eye-opening. It kind of helps you, like decide how to pick the word, like how, what you should do. And it talks about like sharing of people that are really in your, or really have your best interest, your supportive environment. There's some special term with it, but so I picked transform because I got to a point last year where I was just kind of over myself. I was over my crap <laughs> and on in very, a lot of areas of life. I felt like I got to a point of just playing small in business, in my, with my health, with even financially, like all kinds of things. And I was like, I transform. That just came to my mind. And I was like, that's it. I want to transform in all areas of my life this year. And the way that I do it is, you know, whenever I feel like not doing something or, you know, whatever decision I'm about to make, I'm like, okay, how does support my word? Because if it's not going to support where I want to go, you know, this year in life, like in general or transforming, then I don't need to do it. Yeah, you're really honed in on that. That's awesome. Yeah, you have to be honed in on it. 
You really do. Victoria when... picked a word. Okay. Yours is joyful, right? Mine's joy. Yes. Joy. Yeah. Okay. I have like seven, so I need to read this book. <laughs> you do, because it's called One Word. Yeah, One Word. Joy was my word, I think it was last year or the year before. Yeah. And you feel like you hound in on it. And oh, it yeah. Came. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love it. You got to hone in on like one thing. You got to really narrow it down. Okay, last year I had to do one. <laughs> and it worked. And it worked. It was peace. Like, okay. I could feel it. I could see things jumping off pages at me that related yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. And this year I was like, wow, I have seven to nine. I can't narrow it down, so I'm going to work on that. So what's, okay, out of those seven to nine, what's the one word that comes to mind? Love. Every time. So I feel like it should be that. Love. But I don't know why. I just can't stick to it. Do you feel like you need to narrow down love and what that means? Maybe. Like, for deeper? Yeah, yeah maybe. Because it may not just be the obvious. It's like, right. what What would that mean? Like, are you giving love? Do you want to receive love? Yeah, like, I think I need There's to a lot of avenues there. Zone in on that. Yeah. But yeah, that's... That's the first one that comes to mind. Yeah. It's at the top of my list. Well, yeah. then that's it. Okay, <laughs> We just solved the mystery. There we go. <laughs> it's like, what, which is the one that you think of the We most? are almost yeah. in February. You've got to pick one. It's perfect. <laughs> February. True. We got <laughs> it. Okay, we got it. But I have, so I haven't, I did a lot Instagram live on this topic, actually, mm-hmm. and I talked about, like, my reasoning for it, and, and not just reasoning for the word itself, but, like, why even pick a word? Because I'm just, I'm not a resolutions girl. I'm no. not that. But I'm, like, I feel like if you kind of have, like, a mantra for the year or, like, a motto, like, everything that you do should Flow be. from that. Exactly. Okay. And just keep it at the forefront of your mind. Right. Everything that you do. Yeah. 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 Okay, so tell everybody where they can find you. Instagram. Yes. <laughs> I'm on Facebook too, but I, um, Instagram is my handle is at underscore Kayla Sykes underscore. And then if you want to check my website out, Kayla Sykes.arbon.com. I'm always open to chatting more about, you know, your goals, your, whether it's health goals, skincare goals, anything like that, just to really meet you where you're at. That is awesome. Yeah. You've been so easy to talk to. Oh, thanks. This is just so fun. fun. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks. And enlightening. And yeah, so if y'all need Kayla for anything, find her. She is wonderful. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. It was fun. And y'all, thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple and Spotify and follow us on our Instagram. Thanks. Bye. Bye.